welcome to Group Text. I know how much everybody loves when we talk about anything reality and everyone loves hearing from the Real Housewives. And I have one today, someone who's been in the press from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Sutton Strack. Good, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is. Whatever it is, this is sometimes somewhere. Who knows? I'm always kind of on a plane, so who knows what well, time it is? Exactly. So, you know, when I, I, I know you from the show, and then when I was doing a little bit of a deeper dive, I found a lot of stuff really interesting that I'm not sure is part of the show or that people really know. I mean, we all know that you are from the South. Right, yeah. You're really a Southern belle. I, too, by the way, even though I grew up in Los Angeles, understand and still use place cards. I just want to put that out. Very handy. I good. I like it. They're handy. I just wanted to put that out there. I even (laughs) go so far as when I see it, couples can't sit together. I love that. Do you do that? I love that. I do sometimes, you know, it makes interesting conversation. Yeah. I, I lived in London and they love to definitely do that. And then they also like to, um, between courses switch the, the gentleman yes. switch. My mother used to do that at Thanksgiving, not, uh, before dessert. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's the, it's like the, it's the art of conversation, you know? Right. But as you know, and I know I'm totally going off in a different direction. <laughs> you always want to put someone quiet next to someone who's talkative and make sure that everybody yes. has someone to engage with. Sort of either across the table or next to. That's right. Yes. I like it. Oh yeah. I know. I that's how I was I was I was raised. Um, how does the Southern Bell end up in Beverly Hills via London? Oh gosh. I mean, I know. I've lived lots of different places. You know, my husband's work kind of drove us where we went. So it brought us out to California. So there you go. It's a big change from yeah, it's a big change from Georgia to London to New York to Beverly Hills. It's mm-hmm. a lot of different sensibilities. That's right. It really is. And it's, um, it took me a while to grow accustomed to California. It's, it's the most, I feel like California is almost its own country. Really? Why? It's very different. I don't know. It's, um, the people are very different and it's, and it's so far away. I don't, in growing up in Georgia, we never, like, we never came out to California. You know, um, I didn't know a lot of people who had ever even been to Los Angeles. So when I came, I was living in London, and um, they flew me out to look at houses. It was the first time I've ever been to Los Angeles. That I, find that, I find that, that crazy, especially because of all the time, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to get to, the time you spent in New York. You were... Not, you know, so many people say like, oh, I was a dancer. You were a real dancer. Yes, I was a real dancer. Like, you know, performed in New York, worked in New York, major companies, the whole thing. So, yes, I mean, you were affiliated with them. And at one point you were the, you don't have to be modest. You were the director of, what is it? Was it the Augusta Ballet Company? I mean, it it wasn't, you you weren't playing dancer. No, no. It was my life. So that's why yeah. I found it so surprising that you've never came out to LA. I know. I don't know why. And, um, you know, I worked for a Merce Cunningham Dance Company and I was the director of 
But for those who don't know, that's serious, respected, well-known yeah. dance company. Yes, it is. And um, it was it was a really great job because I got to meet a lot of artists and because I did the writing of the grants and all of that. And so I had to talk to the artists to see to be able to describe what the what the new pieces were going to be like. And they performed out here a lot. And I just never got to go. I I never uh, came with them out here, which is I wasn't invited. Well, you've shown them. (laughs) Um, to get into Real Housewives a little bit, you started out as a friend and then became a main character. So, well, I was like, you knew how much work it was, even just being a friend and sort of, that's right. What made you, did you, had you fallen and hit your head that you thought, Ooh, I can Ah, do more of this. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, yeah, because the first season I had no idea how much work it was. You know, I have no idea. And it's, um, you know, it's a lot. They, we film a lot, and, but it's fun and it's terrifying at the same time um, because, you know, we're just living our lives. And, um, but I wanted to do it the second season, even as a friend. I was like, it'll be fun. Get to see everybody again. And it just was um, quite something last what- year. Were you excited when you got the call to say we're promoting's the wrong word? We're expanding your participation. Yeah, it was really exciting. Of course, of course. It how different has it been going from besides the hours, which I always right. say people don't understand the hours and how tired you are, and if you have a real life and kids and all those things, it can get right. very overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to balance, mm-hmm. like staying, um, my role as a mother, cause that's, you know, my, my most important job and, um, and doing this. And especially because I can't film with my, my boys because, right. you know, that's a problem. Um, so that makes it a bit more tough on my side. Um, but you know, you just do it. I'm a worker. And so, um, it, it kind of drives me for some reason. But your like boys, it. your boys are teenagers. Yeah. Okay. I was a teenager at one point with an yeah, outspoken, yeah, with an outspoken parent. And uh-huh. my son had an outspoken grandmother and an outspoken mother. And I know from personal experience, there were days where I was just like, oh my God, what did you say? Like, it's uh-huh. becomes so embarrassing. Have you been struggling mm-hmm. that with your boys where there's like, mom, how could you say that? Yeah. Well, no, um, they don't ever say, how could you say that? More when I took my daughter to back to school in Virginia and she said to me, do not embarrass me. Oh, she's never said anything like that to me ever. And I was like, well, how would I embarrass you? What, well, you like, exist. You exist. Uh, yeah, so that's number one. Your presence. Yeah. Embarrassing her. And I, you know, I have this really weird, strange neuropathy foot problem. And I, we were in the hotel and I wore my Birkenstocks and she was like, not the Birkenstocks, mom. I'm like, what is wrong with these? These are cute. <laughs> She's like, come Mm-mm. on, we're walking down the hall to the restaurant in the hotel. Embarrassing. That's, oh, I could go story to story with anybody talking about how many times in uh, my it, life I said, even as an adult, 
mom, do not embarrass me. Or I would well, turn me around. Me too. I have said that about my mother a million times. Yeah. But she truly does embarrass me. Yeah. So. My, my mother embarrassed me continuously in public because <laughs> it made her laugh. <laughs> she did it on purpose. She, very oh, often. And uh, I see that with my son is always just like, I just had parents weekend at his, mm-hmm. at, at Berkeley where he's in school. And uh-huh. I, and I sat there and literally picked out everything I was going to wear to make sure it was nothing that would make me stand out would yeah. make yeah. any of that. Do you do that? Well, no, because you know, my clothes are um, always a bit odd. Um, I'm not a safe dresser. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, I just don't have the twin set for parents weekend. That's not going to happen. You I, haven't bought one just to give your, no. your, your daughter a break. <laughs> nope. <laughs> she actually likes how I dress. Yeah. She's, I think she likes it. Yeah. It probably cause it's a girl thing, not a boy thing. Like my son, I'm like, I brought like a black, like black sweater, gray sweater, jeans, like to kind of be like incognito. Well, not even, yeah. Or just to be like, well, he didn't walk in and said, Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess normal is really the word I'm, I'm trying to get to. Um, so fans have kind of given you the name, the detective (laughs) on the show. Cause you Mm -hmm. simply, point out the truth Red. or, or point out when people's stories change. Are you like that in mm-hmm. real life? Yes. Is a cool? Yes. Yes. Well, I, yeah, I just, you know, I, I like to understand things and very clearly. Yeah. So yeah. If friends tell me something, I'm like, wait a minute, can we go back? Cause I didn't understand that part. I do that all the time. I'm like, hold on, let's yeah. roll it back for a minute. I need the yeah. backstory. Tell me, I need to go backwards just a little bit. I guess, I don't know. Um, inquisitive. Inquisitive? I guess I'm an inquisitive person. I don't know. I just like to understand. If you're going to tell me something, I need to really get into the details. And, and... I'm I'm the same way. And Are you it, a Virgo? No. Uh, no. But I need... People keep telling me it's a Virgo thing. I'm like, I don't know. No, I know with my friends, like they'll be telling a story and I'll be like, hold on a sec. How did we get to here? Exactly. Yeah. And detail oriented. Yes. Detail oriented. And you want to know the whole thing. Do you find that not necessarily on housewives, but in real life, your friends come to you when they have to figure something out because they know you'll ask all the right questions? Maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I love to chat with my girlfriends and, um, and especially to figure out problems. Right. You know, that's something that I really like to do. Yeah. I mean, so they would probably come to me. Um, they have before many times. But your your inquisitiveness has caused some amount of drama. Yes. Were you expecting that coming on the show? That just no. kind of being that having that part of you would cause so much chaos. No, and you know I think because my first season I was a little bit more reserved and quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you dropped and- that. Yeah, I, I did. I was like, oh, God. And plus, I was a friend of, so I was like, I can just say whatever I want now. Right. I'm not nervous. And um, and I knew these girls. So I just said a lot more and asked a lot more. It makes people uncomfortable. It does? No, I'm just saying, not, what, not viewers, but when you ask people's pointed questions that I don't want to say you're calling them out, but you're pointing out inaccuracies 
right. or changes in stories. It yeah. makes nobody wants to be. No, I mean, I wouldn't like it either, but I also like kind of the spirit of debate. So, you know. You're so polite in the way you state things. The <laughs> spirit of debate. You really did butt heads, though, with um, Erica Jane because yeah. of you being, wait a minute, that's not what you have said. Yeah, she didn't like that too much. How tense is it off camera? Um, well, you know, we've been off, so yeah. I haven't, you know. But, you know, in between you're doing, let's say, the reunion shows and they go to take a break. They stop down first, you know, like, and we'll be back. And they stop down. Does the tension drop or does the tension even ratchet up because you're biting your tongue about things that you that you don't even want to say on camera? You know, I really just like um, my glam team. Uh-huh. Because they like come, <laughs> they, they come to your rescue. I mean, I know I have a great story about uh, two hosts, not actresses, and one had put out, had, had leaked something or about the other one. And they um, went to hug because it was in public and one whispered into the other's ear, don't you ever fuck with me again. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, Does that it, didn't happen. No. Yeah, I, I don't think Erica would hug me. <laughs> You're so polite about it. Um, what made you and and off want to say to her that there was you would help her financially if she needed it? Well, because I had been there and had gone through a divorce, and um, that was advice my attorney had given me. And so I just was giving the same advice, and I said, you know, if you're in that spot, I'll help you out. That was all. Was and that really, did not sit well. Um, no, I think she was like, okay, thank you. It was she, really kind of innocuous. Not, it wasn't, you know, just, I think it's nice to have someone um, have your back a little bit, especially during divorce. Would do, and divorce is hard. It is not fun. Not fun at all. Um, it's just funny though, because that became such a controversy. I know. I don't, yeah. How do you I think, why, why do you think people jump glommed onto that? Did they think I you think, were doing it to be bitchy rather than your intention was to be supportive? I, maybe it was, I can't remember where it came in the, in the season because maybe it was, it came out like when things were really tight, tension was tight between us. Um, but it wasn't intended to be bitchy. It was just telling the truth. And um, also I think it's important for women to understand that that's something that they to to emulate and copy and, um, and it's more of a teaching thing. Do people come up to you on the street and give you their opinion on different situations? Yeah, it's funny. I was just in New York. I was in New York last week and I got it. I'm getting used to this because, you know, I've just been able to do whatever I want. And now I realize I can't do that anymore. And because people know who I am now and they did, yes, they have a lot to say. Do you ever argue back? Do they ever come up to you and say like, you were wrong. No, I don't get that one. You're lucky. I know. Well, you know, and I, I could. Yeah. <laughs> I just smile and nod. Which is just say thank you. Yeah, exactly. And just leave it at that. And try to and try to escape. Okay. So <laughs> I just want to address this because it's something I understand. So 
you have had a bit of a war of the words with Lisa Renna mm-hmm. over the Elton John party. Now, mm-hmm. just like you, I'm inquisitive. So I want to roll this back. I have been to this party a number of times. Mm-hmm. No, it's hard to even get a plus one, let alone invite people as your guests. So had you bought a table? Because but with all those big charity events, you're, the people want you to buy tables and then you invite people or you sell the tickets to your table. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I've, I've had a history of buying tables. Um, right, because you're on a event. million boards. You are on some no. big league <laughs> boards. ABT, right. Costume Institute, which is the Met Gala. I mean, yeah. people, you know, I, most people do not get onto boards because they like you. They get on it because you can raise money or you're a big donor. Right. So, yes, you have a history of buying tables. Right. Yeah. So for Elton John, you know, I, I love that organization. And I think what um, what the what their mission is is so important. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've supported them for a, a while now. Right. And in a big way. And so I think that year I had bought maybe five, seven seats and mm-hmm. um, some other friends bought seats as well. And we were putting made a table, table together. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how did this all start? Had you invited Lisa and Harry or were they also invited to the party and just sat with you? Like, cause you know, like I said, yeah. I know from the years I've gone, like between my mother and I, we got one invitation. Uh-huh. We didn't get like each get a plus one. Like if one of right. us had a plus one, we had to call and be like, hi. And they, they always said, fine. But it is not right. an easy event to, they don't, you know, generally they don't let you just bring friends. Right. Um, I don't know how it works for celebrities. Right. You know, I just know how, I just know how to write a check. Right. Not a bad skill. But did you, and was it, that's I think the question, because that was the big controversy. She's claiming that she was invited and you're saying you were only right. invited because you sat at my table. Um, I think that there is a lot of misunderstanding with this. And, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to the know, bottom of. I'm, I'm trying to understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I know that I only speak the truth. There's that. <laughs> Very smart answer. Very smart answer. Um, how did you get so involved in some of these, I mean, they're big league charities and big league um, boards. And what's it like inside right. the Met Gala? <laughs> I've never been. I haven't been. My mother and I were no. never invited to the Met Gala. It, I, um, it's, the food is not that great. I'm going to start there. Well, first of all, no one no. there is going to eat. Everyone's been there, starving a, themselves to see, get into I their would. clothes. I know, but see, I um, I actually buy my ticket. You know, I'm not going there as one of Tom Ford's guests. You know, right? I, you know, I'm go- I'm paying. Yeah, so I and you're on the board. Eat. And when you're on the board, you're expected. The Institute. Yeah, you're expected to buy a certain amount of tables. Um, no, no, with the no, with the Costume Institute, you they give you, um. It used to be two. Now it's gone to one. And I've actually left the Costume Institute kind of because of that. 
um, mm -hmm. and the seats were really expensive. Um, but it's a fun party after. After. You know? Yeah. I liked it, you know, 10 years ago when right. it was more society. Yes, very much so. Very yeah. much so. Well, I can say, and also, like you said, bad food because normally nobody's eating. But you're usually but, not. Yeah. I mean, we've all been to enough events. There's usually not food. Food is not the priority. It's cool the way they do it, though, because they serve it, um, you know, they serve it around the table. Okay. Oh, so family so style. Get a, um, well, it's served. Oh, so French you. service. I can't remember what French service. Yeah. French service. Uh, so that part's cool. And then there's always a performer. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've seen a bunch of really fun um, performers. That that was fun. Um, Who sticks out in your mind? Is good. Um, I saw Lady Gaga, and um, who else was really good? And now I can't. Florence and the Machine. Ooh, that's a good. It was one. really great. I know it was good. Th those parts were always always good. The the thing that I I get wrapped up in my head about it is it's really about the museum. Right. And um, and supporting the Costume Institute. And I just hate when that gets lost. Yes, so I actually saw the exhibition um, last week. And um, Andrew Bolton is um, such a dear person. And um, Harold Coda was uh, the curator before that. And, um, and I loved him, too. So there's so much that goes into it. And... Um, you know, that's really what it's about, supporting the museum. I, but by the way, I love the fact that that is your priority. It's not about getting to be at the Met Gala. No. I mean, it's fun. You, I love seeing all the clothes. Oh, but who doesn't? I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, who, pretty, it's pretty spectacular. Who's, what's the best fashion show you've been to? Again, now you have to remember, my mother and I were barely invited to anything. Like there were a handful. They, they of were scared. They were scared to have you there because maybe y'all are going to pick apart the clothes. No. Um, oh, come on. Well, who was the best? What was the most fun show that you've been to? I mean, because you've been to a well, lot of I, them. Yeah. Well, I think Jean-Paul Gaultier's shows, hands down, that it's the best. And it's sad he's not doing them anymore. But right. um, they're, I think he's going, they're going to keep the couture, but they find a different um, artists to come in and do the line, but his shows are the best. Best They're swag. so fun. Oh my gosh. Well, no, like I remember one show he had, um, you know, they always have like the bride at the yeah. end and someone, like, the model came out and all of a sudden these children came out of her dress and running down the runway. Yeah. Can't do that Amazing. anymore. Can't do that Isn't anymore. Why are you, what, you can't? No, too much meat too, and this and that and the other and oh. inappropriate and safe sport oh. and all these things that are very important. But um, yes, I, I, but I, he's, you know, Gautier is going to push the envelope. And so but that was, I remember that one specifically. And um, also the, the Winehouse show that he did. And he did it, I think, about a year after she had passed away. Mm -hmm. And I think her and her parents were kind of offended but it was so good. So good. The, the clothes were good. And also, um, in fact, I bought something from that show, the green of where in my um, confessional look, my first season. Is really? That, I'm going to have to go show. back and yeah. look. Um, you're known as, before this, known as being a, 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 a big party host. And you've been put in, their name came up 
with people yeah. like Oprah, Michelle Obama. How did your love of entertaining, you know, you know small people, how did your love of entertaining start? I don't know. I've always, well, I like to go to parties and then I like to make the parties right. So then, um, I don't know. I think in New York, even though my apartment was really small, I always had a Christmas party and, th- and then it grew and then, you know, just kind of keep going. What and, makes a good you know, party? Um, Besides the food. people, the food. <laughs> food. <laughs> and the decor, you know, part of my job when I was working for Merce was to do like the, the galas. And so that kind of, I learned a lot. And in New York, as you know, the, those galas are very important. Very. And I was working with some of the best people, you know, Sylvia Weinstock was doing the cake and, you know, all of these amazing, you know, the music and all of that. So I learned quickly how to do it properly. Um, Harriet Levine was on our board then, and she's like the grand dame of um, Park Avenue. And um, she taught me a lot the year that she was the chair. And, um, you know, you just take notes. And how much of that translates to when you have a party at home? Um, you know, I, especially like my Christmas party. And I do a master's party for our, the, the tournament, the golf yeah. tournament in Augusta. And I really like to see um, the decor, the food, and like everything kind of come together. Mm-hmm. And I, I have an idea in my head of what I want to do. And so I tell the caterer, I tell um, the florist and like the invitation person, like I tell them what my idea is. And I think it's so fun to see them as artists kind of come together and create something. And, what about par- you know. party favors? I love a good party favor. And I know like- You do? Oh, yeah. And like when mm-hmm. I do my big, my mother used to do, or family did these huge Thanksgivings that became mm-hmm. very well known in New York. And we used to do a huge Christmas day open house that we finally had to stop doing because it got out of control. And when you're walking around <laughs> and two, and you don't know half the people, uh-huh. like time to shut it down. But we yeah, always do these yeah. huge <laughs> Thanksgivings. And my mother was, a, you, you know, from New York, a brilliant hostess. Um, I always like at Thanksgiving, we, I always have a man's gift and a woman's gift and it's at everybody's place at the the table. Um, Mm -hmm. even if it's one year I did, um, really pretty, uh, eyeshadow palettes for the women. It was super cute. And they were really in like a pretty, you know, uh, container because Uh it's Thanksgiving. All the holiday stuff was already out. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we do lots of cute stuff. How, how important is that at your parties or a little, I also love when you get a little like cookies to take home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People like to do the cookies. I never eat them. Uh, oh, you don't? I usually eat them in the car because I haven't eaten the meal. <laughs> See, I, I am the only person that eats, I guess. I don't know. I eat at these things. Um, I don't know. I, I think for luncheons, I love to do like things that for girly things. But for these big parties, I'm like, the party is your gift. I'm, I'm working on a book right now. It's um, an entertainment, an entertaining book. And I talk about this in the book. And uh, one, a hostess gift and also a parting gift for a guest and it's been fun and hard to be creative what what you can think of um 
but you know, I like to put, I did a luncheon in Augusta for about 35 women. And I did, um, we had these tie-dye scarves, silk mm-hmm. scarves, and, and everybody got one. And it was fun because they all opened them and they were supposed to, you can tie them on your bag. Like you can wrap right. you know, how they, people are doing like on their Hermes bags. And they were not doing that. They were like wearing them like they were going to a Grateful Dead concert. It was hilarious. And, but it's fun when I go home now and I'll see these girls and I'll see them, they'll have them on their bags or they're doing something fun like that. So, you know, I don't know. That was a cute one. What? That was probably my favorite one. When you're going to someone's home and I'm not talking about like a huge gala, what do you take as a hostess gift? Because I'm always like, I'm so sick of bringing the candle, although I still love getting candles because you use them, but I, I don't want to bring another bottle of wine. What do you, yeah. what's your, like, I'm stumped every year. Like, what do I bring yeah. as my hostess gift at, when I'm invited to someone's house on the holidays? Right. I know. And it, it, I think it just depends on what, like you said, like what party is for. Right. You know? If it's, um, like, if it's a beach party, don't bring something kind of beachy. I like, I like good wine. I think that's nice. I just like to do it with something else. Like I like, I love to cut flowers from my garden mm-hmm. and tie a really pretty ribbon just to kind of make it look different. And, but it has to be really good wine. Like don't yeah. bring me some wine that somebody else gave you. I hate that. Well, you I have to make sure that. you have to make sure you take the, the two from label off of totally it. take that off and don't bring two buck chuck, you know, yeah. like go get a nice, Get like, you know, a nice French wine or something. Which is a great mm-hmm. idea. You are recently divorced. Well, it's been a while now. How long? I feel like. Uh, well, it took, it, took, it took years to get through the divorce. So um, it's been uh, since 2016, I think. So okay, how long that's... is that? Five, five how, years. How hard is it to date? How hard is it it to date me? That should be the question. Because apparently it's very difficult. According to who? Besides your ex-husband. Besides your ex-husband, who would say you're difficult? I would say most of them. And in fact, I've been told you're impossible to date. Why? Um, I'm very picky. I'm very picky. Is it hard to meet men? Especially now that you're such a public figure. Um, well, you know, I, I do the the left swipe. Oh, which which site? Well, I'm on like all of them. So I'm on Hinge, Bumble, and Match. And I have not had a lot of success lately. I mean, I'm serious. Like it's, it's hard. I have by the way, I have a tremendous difficulty in, in dating and meeting people. Yeah. I mean, what, what's wrong? I mean, why am I constantly left swiping? It's because, comical. Well, it's also, it's hard because people are intimidated. And then I don't know if you've gotten to the point though, where you also question why somebody wants why, to date you. Yes. It's a little scary, but I, I would always, I was always like that because, you know, uh, there's, you know, I think I am kind of intimidating for other reasons. So men don't, you know, they like to be the one in charge and do you ever, the one in power. Do you ever wonder, because I always wonder this too, is um, 
Everyone and all my friends are like, we'll be out. And I'm like, nobody will, like, I literally have trouble meeting people. And my friends are always like, and like, especially my successful guy friends are like, I would not walk up to you. They're like, I would not approach you at a party. They're like, you're scary. And I'm always like, I don't see myself as scary. I'm the sweet one. I know, but you're still a public figure and, and successful. That's very intimidating. And also, most of the men you would want to date would want nothing to do with the show. Yes. Yes, I have found that a little bit. Yeah. But I'm still waiting on Kathy Hilton to set me up. She said, we're going to get you a Billy. I'm like, when? I have not money, but a Billy wouldn't be bad. No, that's, we're all, that's what I'm looking for, too. Yeah, yeah. And her friend told me, he said, Sutton, you're looking for the 0.1%, and they've got to be in a certain age demographic. And you're, there's probably like maybe 15 of them out there in the world. And I'm like, okay, well, let's line them up. Yeah, well, I tell my let's friends, I tell my friends all the same thing, and I'm, they're always like, again, who? And I'm always like, yeah. I don't know. And I find that most of the men that are age appropriate want to now be with very young women. I know. Those guys need to get it together because do you want to have a conversation or it, what? They're not in because it for the conversation. They want an arm, know, a, a, see, a piece. Oh, so gross. Well, I, let's just, let's pray for those men because they, they, they need prayers because that is so vapid and ridiculous. Before I let you go, because um, I've been all over your website, okay. your boutique in West Hollywood. Yeah. And you can also we are, find stuff it's yeah. on your website. Like you can shop on your website as well. But if you're into so, Instagram. Right. But yeah. how, what made you want to open a store again? A tough, uh, a tough business. I know, but it's been so much fun. I don't know. I've always, I wanted to do this when I first moved out to LA. So in 2008, I was like, oh, this sounds like a, seems like a good time to open a store when, you know, all the stores are closing. Right. Um, but I, so I just did it. Um, you know, I did it right when I got divorced and maybe it was like, and I'd had that space for three years. Maybe it was a, a revenge thing, but I wanted to do it. And now it's really taking off. Yeah. And I have all of these new designers coming in this fall. And um, I have designed a cashmere capsule collection that I'm really excited about. It's so beautiful. And um, the cashmere is coming from Italy and we're making it here in LA. And um, we're going to launch it November, I think we're doing it November 5th. It's going to be ready. It's so pretty. And we're doing four different pods, so 12 pieces um, incrementally. So that, you know, I never thought I would do that, you know. Um, but if you have the guts to do things, you just don't know what's going to happen. If you fail, you fail. You know, right. Who cares? You know, okay, so maybe my store will close, but it's not going to close because the online is really starting to explode. And, um, you know, we are scared that we can't keep up now. We're like, we got to keep going. Well, that's what a friend of mine would call a Tiffany problem. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning it's a good problem. It's a (laughs) Tiffany problem. But, you know, I don't know. I think because I was a dancer and I liked difficulty, um, 
this is like trying to get that, you know, triple pirouette. Right. Uh, that's how, that's how I live my life. Well, I live my life basically just trying to walk across the floor by, without falling down. That's not true. That's not true. Sutton, a total pleasure to meet you. I appreciate you coming on so much. Yeah, it's fun talking to you.